about hollywood oh yeah 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 welcome again gentle listener to another edition of the raincoat report it's jeremy here with boss and uh this week we're making it big we're going to the big time we're going out where titties are big and the morals are tiny talking what am i talking about you're talking about paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Yeah. I don't know if there's any grass in this movie. I just had a bunch of grass, so it's okay. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Hello. And uh, this week we are covering an expose of the dirty depths of hollywood oh yeah and the system that was put into place to yeah uh force women into sexual acts yeah a disgusting ring of perversion yes that runs all the way to the top kind and, of and who was able to bring this to us none other than the great gail palmer yeah uh, this week we are talking, of course, about Candy Goes to Hollywood. Yeah, and brings down the deep state pedophiles. <laughs> right? Um, I don't think that's what happened in the movie. She didn't really bring anybody down. She got some of them off. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, it's something. She goes to Hollywood and gets the deep state pedophiles off (laughs) (laughs) wait no uh so candy goes to hollywood is of course the follow-up to the erotic adventures of candy which we've covered in the past and uh, the end of that movie promised us the sequel and even included a trailer for it is it did that one have a real trailer or was it like the actual the trailer there was a special on here, and it was just a bunch of still images. Um, I think it, it might, might have been, been still just, images. Yeah, okay. But it is. It was still images of this movie. Yes, indeed, it was. But because I watched the trailer for it to get hyped, and it was just stills. Right. Well, uh, this film, of course, includes Carol Connors again in the titular role of Candy. Um, we do have the return of John Leslie in a uh, different role here. This time he is Johnny Door Opener. Yeah, he was a doctor last time, right? He was like a gynecologist? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, he was. All right. 
Uh, we have some other notable names in here. A pretty large cast, but in particular, we have uh, Richard Pacheco as Chuck Bearass. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the host of the Dong Show. Oh, yes. We also have uh, a few other noteworthy names. Uh, Sharon Kane, who has a unnamed aspiring actress role. Okay. So um, is Desiree Cousteau. Yes, Desiree Cousteau, who's, who is uh, noted as Hustler Magazine Centerfold. That's good. Uh, at least. So she isn't named, but she has a little bit more... Uh, she has a, like a more prominent title. Right. Uh, and we also have Rhonda Jo Petty, who plays Sarah Dossett. Yeah, she won Gail Palmer's Fair of Fawcett Lookalike Contest. Yes, according to the credits. <laughs> That's something... I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, but I would still like to see some like video footage from if <laughs> right. any exists. Um, there is also a role for Miss Nude America Shadow Neva, who is credited as Lynn Ann Newton. So I don't know if she was actually a Miss Nude U.S. Uh, Miss Nude America. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> so. Uh, we have a cameo appearance by Gail Palmer. Of course. But uh, also, we have uh, Wendy O. Williams playing herself. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, she gets up to some shenanigans on the yeah. Dong Show. Are you familiar with Wendy O? I am familiar with her name, but I'm not really familiar with her work. Okay. Well, she was uh, she was in the Plasmatics, who were a band uh, like late. 70s through the probably the early to mid 80s right uh they were pretty famous for being kind of like a shock rock band they would have uh she would like smash television sets or like get a chainsaw out and like run it through a car and all kinds of stuff and doing it pretty much more or less naked okay um so you know she's uh i guess a pioneer in that field one of the few women that was out there doing it at the time yeah, well... So, uh, she's pretty cool. She's uh, quite a character. Well, uh, I would say that her role in this film certainly enforces that idea, mm-hmm. that she's quite a character. Certainly comfortable with uh, her nudity. Yes. Uh, amongst other things. Uh, we have a bunch of other people because we have uh, a few scenes with... Uh, a real cast of characters, both uh, a TV show that has a bunch of people on mm-hmm. it and a uh, an orgy, an, an encounter at the end that rivals uh, a Carlos Tobolina film, although perhaps better structured and produced. Yeah. There's a lady, I think, named Fairy Bird. It's like P-H-E-R-Y. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know her, but she's got a good name. Yeah, she plays J.P. Organ. Oh, right, yeah. On the Dong Show. Yeah, we'd already established a while ago at some point that a woman named J.P. Morgan hosts the Gong Show. Right. And it's not J.P. Morgan like the bank. Yes, yes. Yeah, just for anyone that needed that set straight. We set it straight, so go back and listen to it. Yes, uh, of course we have uh, other... uh, parodies of real life people such Uh as johnny farson yes ed the man yeah uh rocky stallion yeah they didn't uh didn't try too hard on the names but they did okay there is a credit on here for 
and I saw it in the credits itself, but uh, for Unknown Comic, yes. and it's credited to Still Unknown. Yeah, he <laughs> remains unknown. Uh, indeed, he does. I think the Unknown Comic might have been like a gimmick on the Gong Show. That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm too young for that. Uh, there's a woman in this named Karen Black, who is not the Karen Black that I normally think of when I hear Karen Black. That's disappointing. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, she she does well in her role here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a fun little cast and uh, a fun little adventure for Candy, who, uh, in her last adventure, went to find herself sexually on a cross-country trip and now she's found herself in Hollywood and uh, she's looking to make it big. She sure is. And what she finds there is, as we alluded to earlier, much darker than the, the glitter and glitz that Hollywood promises. It is. It, this is an indictment on how Hollywood chews up and spits out young women. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure that Candy totally understands that by the end of the film. I think Candy totally understands anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, she's our favorite airhead. She is, and uh, we appreciate her for it. And we appreciate her for, uh, you know, providing our show with material to talk about. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to say about Candy Goes to Hollywood before we dig in? Can't find my notes. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm going to look for them. You uh, get back to work. All right, so I'm going to get back to work, whatever that means. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk more about Candy Goes to Hollywood. It was. There were so many people there to begin with. And then I, I'm pretty sure that whoever told them we needed a table told them that we needed like at least three or more chairs less than we actually needed. Yeah, they were trying to bluff their way into like getting a table. Right. And they told us over the phone that they couldn't seat a party as big as ours. But there were some strong wills that made their way in there and... uh we finally got seated eventually. Yeah. You were standing at the table working yeah, for this, quite a while. Yeah, I was just standing behind you <laughs> over your shoulder. Um, and then you got scolded for yeah, got uh, scolded. leaning over to talk to me. Yeah, by the, the, the waiter. Yeah. Um, and then your girlfriend's aunt just yelled in my ear the rest of the night. Oh, yeah. 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 I knew that I could hear her screaming. She was talking to uh, her sister who was sitting across the table from her, but I could hear her across the way pretty clearly because of how loud she was screaming. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that was that. 
Well, it was no trip to Hollywood. No, so let's take one of those instead. <laughs> All right, well, Candy Goes to Hollywood starts with a More Candy Movies logo, very similar to the MGM Lion logo, except in the middle, there wasn't a lion. It was just candy. Yeah. <laughs> and so we open with a, a scene of a premiere, and there's a banner that says, Premiere tonight, biggest picture of 1927. Don Lockwood, Lena Lamont, and the Royal Rascal. And it's uh, outside Grauman's Chinese Theater. And then it fades out. <laughs> And we get a card that says, The Dream Goes On. So, I don't know why that shot was even there. I guess it's just to say that, so like... Hollywood. Establish that we're in Hollywood. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but this doesn't take place anywhere near 1927. Well, I guess not. No. <laughs> but uh, we see a bus pull up, and our friend Candy gets off of the bus. And this is where we get the theme song to this, uh, which is, I I suppose, called Making It Big. That's what I would call it. Uh, It is clearly a ripoff of Staying Alive. Yes. (laughs) Um, But it's great. It's about how Candy fucks and she's going to make it big in Hollywood. She is going to make it big in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, In no time at all. Yeah, no time at all. She immediately meets a super helpful guy. Yeah, she does. So as the credits roll, we see her walking around. She stops at Marilyn Monroe's uh, spot on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and looks around at the various stars in the buildings and stuff. She walks by a marquee on a theater that says Gail Palmer, Hot Summer in the City, which I believe is another Gail Palmer film. I don't know if it's this. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the same one. That one is apparently pretty controversial. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a gang of black militants kidnap a white virgin. Oh. And I think you can figure out where it goes from there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well. uh, it's pretty edgy. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll check it out at some point, but I don't know. It says on the IMDb, it says Gail Palmer, and it says credit only, so I wonder if someone else directed it and just put her name on it that seems likely yeah that doesn't seem like the sort of fair she normally goes for yeah (laughs) it's at this point that we're introduced to johnny door opener or jd this is uh john leslie's character he's sitting in a cafe and he sees candy walking outside she's excited she's at hollywood and vine and she's at the middle of everything jd walks outside the cafe and meets her He approaches her and looks at her tits before saying anything. She says, Candy Christian, something or another to herself, and he hears that and approaches her and says, Hey, Mrs. Christian. She wants to know how he knows her name, but obviously it's because she just said it. He offers to show her around, and she's hesitant at first, but agrees, and uh, he has her come into the cafe with him, and they sit in a booth together. They order some coffee, and and so he passes her his card, yes. which says, Johnny Door Opener, Sex Therapist. She's like, Sex Therapist? And he says, Oh, that's my old card. And he gets out a new one. Uh, he's an agent and a star maker. Yeah. 
He has like a an entire sleeve of uh, fake business cards in his jacket. Yes, and this comes up again later. Yeah. Um, she explains that she just got off the bus, and he says fate must have brought them together. He starts talking about some Zodiac stuff and there being a planetary force and mentions that she's a Gemini. We see them talking, and as they're talking, a woman approaches the cafe and is looking through the window. JD sees her and starts to duck behind the table. Obviously, she's somebody that he does not want finding him. (laughs) Candy asks him if he's alright, but uh, he doesn't really answer her, and finally the lady leaves. JD tells Candy that she's going to be a big star and win Academy Awards, and he's going to be the one who makes it possible. He mentions she's got plenty of talent, as he's staring at her tits, and offers to take her to his office. JD pays the woman at the cash register at the cafe and tells the lady to keep the change. She responds, what change? Yeah, it was after he stole the tip off back off the table. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he tips her with the, repays her with the tip money. It's good stuff. He mentions that he made Sarah Dossett a star in just two weeks. And so we see him lead Candy into his office, but his office appears to be in the back of a strip club slash porn theater. Yeah, yeah, I thought at first maybe his office was just a strip club, but he does have an actual office within the club. Right. Uh, As they walk in, there's some posters for some porn movies, but then they walk into a theater area where there is a dancer, and this is Miss Nude America, Shadow Nera, who he claims to have made as well. Uh, He leads Candy to his office, but we hang out and watch her dance for a minute. Yeah, she's pretty attractive. Yeah. She doesn't figure into the film anymore after this, though, so don't get used to her. (laughs) Back in his office, he asks Candy if she's heard of the dog show. He mentions that Rich Small did his first impressions there. He uh, name drops a couple other knockoff names. He says that she would be great for it because she has nice, and he pauses and says, teeth. But then he asks her if she can sing. She says she hasn't tried, and so he asks her to do a scale. She starts to do a do-re-mi, and uh, halfway through he stops her, and it's clear that she is not a singer. But that's okay. (laughs) Then he uh, puts on some blues rock and tells her to dance. As she's dancing, J.D. phones Chuck Bearass at the dong show. It says that he has to put this girl on his show. She has a nice set of lungs. And uh, Chuck apparently agrees. J.D. then tells Candy that he's a qualified hypnotist, and he shows her a card uh, that it was intended to say so, but it says, Johnny Door Opener, use cars. <laughs> Uh, But then he pulls out the correct card. He explains, It would take weeks to train her to sing, but under hypnosis, he could do it in minutes. Amongst other things, he notes that they're both Jewish and she could be the new Barbara Streisand. He starts to wave a watch in front of her and uh, apparently hypnotize her. He has her count backwards from a hundred and she finally stops after a while and becomes silent. And then... 
he pulls out his cock. Yes. He says he has an ice cream cone for her, and he puts his cock in front of her mouth and tells her to stick it in her mouth and suck on it. And she does. She sure does. So she starts to blow him, and he tells her to sing as she does it, so we hear her humming as she's giving him a hummer. He's coaching her to be louder and then to be softer. He says that she has great vocal cords. He says, you love sucking my cup. I mean, my ice cream cone, don't you? Yeah. He says it's so big, it fills your mouth. He has her open up her blouse and squeeze her tits together, and then he comes on her tits. Yeah. And a little she, dribbles to the floor. Yeah. And she's practicing, I guess, her, like, scales this whole time. Right. She's like, <laughs> like that. It's beautiful. He then uses some tissues to wipe the cum off her tits. And asked her if she liked his ice cream cone. She says she loved his ice cream cone. He tells her that when he claps his hands, she will have a voice like candy. Then we immediately cut to Wendy O. Williams launching ping pong balls from her snatch. Yeah, it's uh, quite a talent. <laughs> and uh, Chuck Bearass is trying to catch them in his mouth. Yes, and he's dressed like a... Ringmaster at a circus? Yeah, like a ringmaster at a circus, yeah. <laughs> it's J.P. Organ who hits the gong and stops this uh, yeah. demonstration. But it's the dong show because what they hit with the gong with is like a gigantic dildo on like a stick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what makes it the dong show. Indeed. <laughs> so... J.P. Organ says that Wendy is on the wrong show. She should be in Yellowstone Park, That's which is not a show. No. Um, no, it's not. There's a show called Yellowstone now, but there wasn't then. And it's not like this. No. and I, I haven't would, seen it, but I assume it's not like this. I've seen just enough so that I can tell you that it, this something like this never happened. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Remember when Forrest Gump got really good? At ping pong? Yeah, he took down China. Yeah. He should have played against Wendy O. Williams. They could have, like, <laughs> digitally, like, recreated her. Yeah, the way that they digitally inserted him in a bunch of stuff, they yeah. could have inserted him in this scene with it, waving yeah, his ping just, pong Yeah, ball. just take Chuck <laughs> Bearass out and put him in. <sighs> uh, what a wasted opportunity. Yeah. They didn't have any smart people working on that movie. Apparently not, no. Well, it's at this point that Chuck Barass introduces Candy Christian and the audience applauds. Candy then begins her act singing Big Spender or Hey Big Spender. Yeah. And uh, it's not great. It's not the worst. <laughs> no, she gets by uh, on her charms. Yes. Uh, so the judges applaud her when she's done and get each of them gives her a 69. Yeah. I think that's the highest score you can get on the dong show. Uh, as far as I can tell, that seems to be the case. Yeah. She's judged the winner and she gets a check for $69 and 69 cents and a gold cock trophy. Chuck Barass leads her behind the curtain and he has her stick her head out from behind the curtain, but uh, he gets behind her and pulls down her panties and starts to fuck her from behind. Hey. My goodness, she says. 
She asked if he's sure that they should be doing that, and he says it's part of her prize. He tells her to just keep smiling and the whole world will smile with her. This goes on for a while, and in front of the curtains, all of the people who were on the show are dancing around in front of the curtain for quite a while. Yeah, they're having a little after party while the credits roll. Chuck asks her if she likes her prize, and she says she never expected a prize like this. After a while, he finally pulls out and comes on her ass. I think he says something like, I wrote it down. Oh, it's the best act in the show. It's not even in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Just some nonsense non sequitur. We then see Candy and JD eating at the diner again, or the cafe where they met. He takes her check from her and tells her that he needs to be responsible for her money. He then tells her that he has another show for her. It's Johnny Farson's Last Night Show. She says she doesn't know any other songs, but he tells her to just talk with him and follow his lead. She gives her the address there, and she asks if he can give her some cab fare. He tells her to thumb it. Part of being her agent is making sure she doesn't waste her money. So, uh... I mean, that's thoughtful. Uh, I guess. You know, you don't want her, uh... Out there wasting all her hard-earned dollars on cabs and stuff when she has two good feet that can carry her through. Yeah, I guess so. And, you know, um... And they always want you to, like, lose weight and stuff, so I think as long as she's walking, she won't have to worry about that kind of thing in general. Yeah, I guess so. She'll just kind of work it off as she goes from gig to gig. (laughs) It's at this point that making it big is back. Making it big, making it big. She make 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 make, making it big. She hitchhikes. Hold on, I got a Simpsons reference real quick. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, The episode where George Bush moves across the street. Yes. uh, They do like a like a yard sale first, and Homer's like singing on the table. He does Stan Alive, and then he does a re-endition of uh, Hey Big Spender. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason I brought it up, because both of those songs feature in this. Oh, that's interesting. Matt Groening's a horny little freak. I'm sure he is. Yeah, he is. So, Candy sticks out her thumb and is picked up by a woman, uh, Samantha. She explains to Sam that she's going to Burbank to the Johnny Farson show. Sam asks when she has to be there. Candy tells her 7.30, and Sam says there's plenty of time, and asks if she wants to go to her place. Sam explains she used to be in pictures herself. So we cut to Sam's place, and Sam offers Candy a drink. Candy says she doesn't drink, but Sam insists everyone in Hollywood drinks. And uh, pours her a drink, and they toast to Candy's success. But she encourages Candy to drink it all. Sam says this is what everyone in Hollywood does to be friendly, and pours her even more to drink. She then tells Candy to make herself comfortable. Uh, The couch here, I think, might be the couch that John Holmes had in his place in the first movie. I was going to say, just in general, she fulfills the same role john holmes does sort of or just like a man or just like a person who like takes her home from the park and then like more or less finagles sex out of her right. one way or another they're different enough but uh just for the uh for the record 
Right. Just making parallels. Uh, <laughs> what was something else? Oh, yeah. This is a good scene for kids. Cause it <laughs> teaches you everything you shouldn't do if you're a stranger. <laughs> like, if you're, like, uh, in a place you don't know very well, you shouldn't take rides from strangers. And then you shouldn't give in to peer pressure when they want you to drink kids. Right. So, for all you children who shouldn't be listening that are you know just consider that <laughs> advice sam puts on some music and candy starts to dance slowly to it facing away and kind of slowly swaying and as sam is watching she starts to play with herself a little and she stops before candy turns around she tells candy to have more to drink and uh sam goes back to playing with herself as candy is drinking facing away again Sam then talks Candy into relaxing and taking off her dress, then tells her to let her massage her. So Candy lays down, face down on her couch, and uh, Sam massages Candy's back and then her ass. Candy's panties are still on, and we get some close-ups of Candy's face as she's reacting in pleasure. Then Sam starts to slowly roll down Candy's panties as she's massaging her. She gives Candy a pillow to put under her midsection, which lifts her ass up more. Sam then starts to kiss and lick uh, Candy's ass cheeks a bit, and then starts to lick her vagina from behind. Sam undresses herself down to just uh, garters and some thigh highs. She then grabs a strap-on dildo, another one of these single-waist strap types. Yeah, this one looks a little more comfortable than some of the other ones we've seen from this era yeah yeah i'm gonna say this is one of the more advanced models of the time <laughs> with uh, my limited research right sam says this will help you feel relaxed candy and so she gets behind her and rubs the dildo against candy's clit a bit before finally penetrating her with it you get like a close-up of it as it goes in and there's like a little tiny plastic pee hole Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's hollow. I wonder. I wonder. I do wonder. I do wonder. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. Porn set. (laughs) (laughs) She fucks her with it for a bit, and after a while, Sam tells Candy to rest a while, and she'll wake her in plenty of time for the show. We then cut directly from there to Candy, and she's at the studio with Johnny Farson. She knows that she saw Ed the man over there. (laughs) And uh, so Johnny leads her to his dressing room. He tells her that one day she'll have one of her own just like this. He talks about how she's got some great assets. He also tells her that stars have the duty to give back to the common man. He pours her a drink and toasts to her new career. He then tells her that he wants her to wear an outfit that he has for her. He tells her to drink up more, (laughs) and then uh, goes to a rack of clothes and pulls off a pink dress. She thanks him, but asks him where she'll change, and he says right here. He tells her that she shouldn't be shy, they're in show business after all. He unzips her dress that she's currently wearing, and also presents her with a pair of panties to go with the outfit. She knows that these panties don't even have a bottom in them. (laughs) 
And so she pulls her panties down and then puts these on. He says, there's an old show business tradition that they need to pay homage to. And then he gets down and starts to go down on her. Oh, I hadn't heard of that one before. (laughs) She says, geez, this is a nice tradition. I think I like show business. After a little while of this going on, he gets up and says, now, Candy, you do me. And so he unzips and she gets down and starts to blow him. He says, now that's nice, Candy. And this goes on for a while. He tells her to go faster for a bit. He then tells Candy to lay down on the couch and make herself comfortable. He then talks about how giving one's breasts is a selfless act. And uh, he starts to fuck her tits. He starts to prognosticate a bit more about the human breasts and tells her to hold them together. And uh, he goes at it. He tells her that he'll get her on every show in the country. We then cut to Ed the Man introducing uh, the last night show. Yeah, just putting away a case of beers. Right. <laughs> he I, said, like, I like that that's uh, the true thing about him. Oh, yeah, that he was hanging out outside Deep Throat with a case of beer. Yeah. Trying to get people in. Yeah, I like that he's just a regular beer drinking Ed the Man like the rest of us. Yeah. So he says, and here's Johnny, but nobody comes through the curtain because Johnny is busy. What if God was Ed McMahon? Just a stranger. In a van? Yeah. <laughs> trying to make you see Deep Throat. <laughs> Just a stranger with a can. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a stranger with a can. Yes. Yeah. Uh Johnny Farson yells, I'm coming, repeatedly, and then we see him come between Candy's tits. But Ed the Man is on stage vamping and just repeatedly saying, here's Johnny. (laughs) He finally comes out, and Candy says, my goodness, show business certainly is exciting, as she's laying on the couch with Johnny Farson's come on her tits. We then cut from there to Candy with JD at the cafe again. She says her segment got cut from the show. JD says, well, he must have liked you or else he wouldn't have asked you to spend the night with him in his penthouse. Yeah, I think the reason she got cut from the show is because they were too busy having sex. So the time, it just went past his time slot. Right. She notes that he gave her this dress, that being the pink dress that he had handed her for the show. JD says he'll get her on the show again. But for now... He's going to set her up on a meeting with Samuel Golddigger. She asks who he is, and he asks her, You ever heard of Gone with the Wind? She says, He made that? JD says, No, he turned it down. That's how big he is. (laughs) He explains that he's making a movie and needs a girl with her dimensions, as he puts it. Yeah. He gives her Golddigger's info, and she heads to him. So Samuel Golddigger answers the door, and he's wearing, like, a boxer's robe yeah, and a scarf around his neck. He looks like a knockoff version of the teacher in The Devil and Miss Jones. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but you're right. He's a false prophet. (laughs) The movie's called Something's Got to Happen. And she's going to star alongside Dean Martin, he says. We calculated while we were waiting uh, for dinner earlier was a 
in his late 60s at this point. Yeah. So a bit past his prime. A bit past his prime, but I mean, he could have been in a movie. Yeah. Glad Dean Martin, as an old man, wasn't in pornography, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Gold Digger tells Candy that it's a big movie, but she'll have to do a nude scene in it. Candy's a bit hesitant, and he tells her, don't worry, it'll be in a pool, so nobody will even be able to tell she's naked, but for makeup purposes, he needs her to undress. Candy's unsure again. He tells her, everybody does this, and... Um, he tells her that he doesn't have a lot of time, so finally she goes ahead and undresses. He inspects her and says she looks good. She's very photogenic. He then tells her that they'll need to do a screen test. She says she's never done one of those before, and Gold Digger points at the cameras uh, around the room that they're in and says that they'll see how she comes across on film. And so Candy sits down naked on this bed in the middle of the room, and he gives her a page number in the script and points out lines for her to read. So she starts reading from the script. But Sam, you can't leave me. He then reads the other part, and it's clear that this is some sort of vanity script Uh uh, because she's talking about how Sam shouldn't leave her and how big he is and... No man can satisfy me the way you do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He then disrobes, and uh, he mounts her missionary. Candy says, Mr. Goldtaker. But uh, he points back at the script and tells her to follow along. So she does. She says, oh, Sam, you're so big. Don't put it in all the way. He tells Candy, remember, the cameras are rolling, so don't mess up the scene. She says, you're so fulfilling. He starts to fuck her sideways on the bed. She says, please don't leave me, Sam. And Sam keeps at it for a while. They switch to doggy style for a bit and back to fucking sideways on the bed. After a while, he finally pulls out and comes on her pubes and belly. It's a uh, voluminous load, although a bit thin. And uh, she asks him if she got the part, and he says, absolutely. We then see Sam's doorbell ring, and it's J.D. Sam answers the door and tells him that the test went great. And then Sam gives J.D. a cash bill of some sort. We don't get a good look at it. Yeah. But he says, that's it? J.D. says, that was the best girl I ever brought you. Gold Digger says, I'll have to ask my accountant. And J.D. says, fuck your accountant. Gold Digger says, I already did. It didn't help. (laughs) So, uh, Gold Digger gives him another bill, and Candy leaves with J.D. saying goodbye to Mr. Gold Digger. Yeah. I'm starting to doubt that J.D.'s actually, like, an agent. (laughs) (laughs) Sam sits down and, uh, watches on the TV monitor some footage from that scream test, and we see his cum shot. He says, the left side really is my best side. Yeah. We then cut to... JD and Candy driving away, but we see them driving away from the gates of Paramount Pictures. Yes, that's where they were. (laughs) JD's talking about how tonight they're going to go to a big Hollywood party. Everyone you've heard of will be there. He drops her off, and then we cut away to JD back in his office. Yes. And he's going down on an aspiring actress played by Sharon Kane. 
He tells her that he's going to show her some moves. Every great singer has great moves. So he has her get in doggy position on his couch and he starts to fuck her from behind. She then gets on top of him as he lays on the couch and rides him cowgirl as he's sucking on her nipples. He lays her on her back and gets in front of the couch on his knees and kind of fucks her while he's kneeling on the floor. He goes at it for a while and pulls out to come on her pubes. He then sticks it back in and gets a few more pumps in as Candy walks in. She says, good grief! He tells her to cover her eyes. He's doing an audition. (laughs) So he tells the actress to meet him at the party and she leaves. JD then again talks to Candy about going to the party and then we transition to said party. Yeah, we're there. We see a whole room full of Hollywood's elite, including Desiree Cousteau. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of sucking and licking going on at first. So we have Samuel Goldlicker, who's with Desiree Cousteau's character and Sharon Kane's character. Um, Sharon is riding his face while Desiree's blowing him. We have Johnny Farson going down on Sarah Dossett, who again is Rhonda Joe Petty. Uh Uh-huh. As Sharon Kane is riding Johnny Farson's face, she's got an apple that has a few bites missing out of it. Um, There's a lot of group sex around the room, and there's too much to really keep track of, but there are a few noteworthy things. Um, There is a role credited as Heavy Lady, played by Lulu Langdon. I wonder who played that Heavy Lady. You can tell she's a heavier lady than all the other ladies. Yeah. Especially... uh when they get behind when she's sucking dick and you see her thighs those are big lady thighs yeah but she seen them plenty in my life (laughs) uh we see her playing with her clit from behind as she's blowing chuck bear ass um and then there's karen black again not that karen black um she is in another unnamed role along with ed the man and doc revinson i don't know who that is i think that that's a play off of somebody on the tonight show that i'm not familiar enough with the johnny carson area to know yeah i don't know jp organ is with rocky stallion and they are fucking with an unnamed character played by patty cakes all right we get some close-ups of Sarah Dawson blowing Johnny Farson, some, like, extreme close-ups of her mouth. I see, there are some very extreme close-ups in this orgy a couple times. Um, I think this might actually be John Leslie's dick, because it has that weird skin thing on the bottom oh, of it. Yeah. I think he might have done a stunt dick in this scene. Just stunt double, stunt dicking. We see Johnny fucking Sarah Dawson. And then we cut to some more sucking and fucking with J.P. Oregon, Rocky, and Patty Cake's character. It's a real mess in there by now. Yeah, they finish Rocky off. And then Johnny Farson comes on Sarah Dossett's shaved pubic region. Excellent. Gold Liquor comes as Desiree Cousteau finishes him on her face. Jamie Close is another one of the characters, and he's fucking a woman on the buffet table, who I believe her character is woman on buffet table. Yeah, that would that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> she eats a banana at one point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is Nancy Hoffman plays this character. Okay. 
I would say that this orgy is better than your average Tobolina orgy. Yes. But not as well done as like a Lassie Braun or Radley Metzger orgy. Sure. Yeah. It's in the it's in that between category of orgies. It's serviceable. Right. If you want to see a lot of people fucking and see it filmed relatively well, Candy goes to Hollywood. Right. Ed the Man and Doc Revinson come on Karen Black's character. We get a general panning shot of this suck fuckery. <laughs> and uh, then we see Candy and JD show up. Candy's shocked, and JD tells her, this is just a Hollywood tradition before a big shoot. She's a bit starstruck, though, as she looks around the room and points out all the stars. At this point, Candy excuses herself to the powder room. She's then talking to the other ladies in the powder room. Candy mentions that J.D. got her a part starring alongside Dean Martin in Gold Digger's new movie. But the other girls say, that can't be right, as each of them has also been promised that part. Uh Uh-oh. So then the ladies come out of the room other than Candy and confront J.D. He tries to talk his way out, saying alternately to the different ladies that they had gotten the part for real, but... They group together and beat him down and yes. kick him on the floor. Yeah, stay kicking him for a while. Right. Candy comes out and sees JD getting the beat down. She says, I think I better get out of here. She says she's caused too much trouble already. She says, these Hollywood people are crazy. I think I'll go to Washington where people are sane. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. A guy then asks where she's going, and she repeats that she's going to Washington, and he says that he has family there. And then they walk away together as the credits hit, and she's making it big again. Yes. So, there unfortunately is no Candy Does DC. Unfortunately not, but we do get some uh, promotional material at the end of this. We do. We get an advertisement of the upcoming film's Tropic of Desire, which we've covered. Yes. Uh, and also Fantasy World, which we haven't yet. Uh-huh. And they also advertise something you were excited about. The Longest Foot. Inch by inch, the most exciting football film you'll ever see, starring John Holmes. Yes. Uh, I didn't look into it. Hopefully that one got made. I hope so, too. I know Tropic of Des- Well, obviously Tropic of Desire, since we've covered it, but also Fantasy World is a real movie. Did we cover Tropic of Desire? Isn't Tropic of Desire the one where uh, John Holmes is on the desert island? Or is that... I was thinking it was Tropic Thunder. (laughs) No, it's not Tropic Thunder. (laughs) Tropic of Desire. Yes. No, I think you're thinking of Prisoner of Paradise. Oh, yes, I am. Sorry, but I do. I think you have Tropic of Desire. Tropic of Desire I have seen. Okay. But I, that is a different movie. I knew it didn't it, sound quite right. Both are Bob Chin movies. Right. But, uh, okay, yeah. That is a real movie, though. I, I hope that The Longest Foot is as well. Me too. I hope one day to see The Longest Foot. All right, well, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back to give our final thoughts on Candy Goes to Hollywood. Whoa, this man's foot is one foot three inches long. He has the biggest foot. (laughs) (laughs) 
And we're back. And we're back. So uh, it's time to review Candy Goes to Hollywood. So, Jeremy, you should do that. I say as you're taking a drink of beer. Well, that's your fault. Uh, This movie was, I think, an improvement on the original Candy. Okay. To me, this one was just a lot more uh, fun than that one. Okay. I would say the situation she put in and, like, the location just give it more of a exciting, uh, somewhat exotic atmosphere and locale to it that the other one where she was just kind of traveling across the country and being put into a variety of normal situations was, eh, I remember feeling that it kind of paled in comparison to uh, Pretty Peaches, which came out the same year. Okay. In terms of, like, just the outlandishness and uh, creativity of the different scenarios. This one, I think, ups it a little bit. Still not quite to the level of a Pretty Peaches, mm-hmm. but um, it's definitely a lot more fun. It has a big cast of goofy characters. Right. I really like uh, Carol Connors and her role. She's my favorite goldfish brain blonde. Um, I really like John Leslie's sleazy agent in this film. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of development, but he's a fun character, and he has some neat little gimmicks like uh, his hypnosis and his uh, multiple uh, business cards. Right. So he gets some fun little stuff going on. The plot is a bit... It's a little thin, but like you said at the beginning, if you kind of view it as like just a tongue-in-cheek sort of expose of what happens in the uh, Hollywood and adult film star systems. It's a uh, it's a pretty good ride. Yeah. Yeah. Did that was that coherent? Yeah, mostly. Okay, I was a little distracted towards the end. Right. There's a there's a possum going through the kitchen. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, especially when you leave the back door open. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I like seeing Wendy O. Williams shoot a bunch of ping pong balls out of her vagina. Yeah. I like the gong, the dong show. Yeah. I kind of wish they'd stuck with that format maybe a little bit more. A couple of kind of TV parodies. I certainly wish that the dong show was on the game show network. I do too. I think we would all gather around and watch the dong show in between reruns of uh, Family Feud. Right. But... As for me and my house, we like Candy Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. We think it is a decent film, a good follow-up to the original, uh, probably more interesting. Like I said, I still think it lacks just a little bit. Okay. But overall, I really enjoyed myself watching this one. I would give it, say, like a three and a half, probably. Okay. Uh, If it has any drawbacks... It is that Candy doesn't make it as big as she should. Yeah. I, I kind of wish they had just completely gone for broke, though. Um, especially after the beginning where you get the the fake MGM logo and the fake BG song. I really thought they were just going to like push it with like as many bizarre Hollywood things as they could. And they kind of do, but it's just that, like I guess like a a late 70s porno budget so it doesn't quite get as wacky as it probably could right 
if they had an actual Paramount budget instead of just having to sneak shoot shots of the gates. Right. Because no one would let them on the lot ever. Right. Um, so, yeah, three and a half. I'm going to turn it over to you. All right. Well, uh, I agree, as usual. Um, this is a fun little movie. Um, we get a lot of fun sexual encounters uh, in the characters who are, you know, more or less throughout the entire film just trying to manipulate uh, Candy into various sexual acts are in their own ways endearing and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, while similar to the Pretty Peaches setup that was, you know, also in place in the original, uh, similar to the original here, everything's pretty lighthearted. There's um, very little full-on non-consensual sexual encounters here. Basically none. I mean, it's all manipulation and shady in that sense, but but it it stays lighthearted. She's enough of a bimbo that it doesn't mentally uh, traumatize or scar her in any way. Right. She's just like a human, like a bubble. Right. Um, So... It's a it's a fun little ride. The sex is decent, not the best in the world, but pretty good. And um, the plot is not necessarily dense or deep, but at the same time, there's enough of a journey that it, that she goes on, and there's a beginning, middle, and end. It's yeah. it's more put together and complete than something like uh, last week's episode with uh, Debbie Does Dallas. Yeah, it follows the showgirls formula. She tries to get in show business, she gets manipulated, and she bails. Right. Uh, It worked for Verhoeven, and it works for Palmer. It does. So, overall, I agree. I would also give this three and a half stars. It's a it's a fun little ride. It's not exceptional, but it's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. I would prefer, between the two, I would prefer to watch Candy Goes to Hollywood again. Yeah. But I would also really like to see Candy Does DC, and it doesn't exist. So Yeah, unfortunately. I feel like a whole, like, there's something like a has been opened inside of me <laughs> an emptiness <laughs> but uh i'll let my therapist handle that you want to plug some stuff yeah so we want to remind everybody once again about our patreon at patreon.com slash raincoat report you get early access to the episodes you get them ad free and we get uh bonus episodes every other week uh when this goes up uh this friday We'll have a new episode uh, talking about movies that we've watched recently, another 40-second street dive. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, in addition, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Raincoat Report, raincoatreport at gmail.com if you need to contact us. Anything you want to add? I think if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. Oh, Yeah. Is that what they say about Hollywood? Uh, yes, that's what they say about Hollywood. I guess what they say about New York. Yeah, that too. I'd be safe and warm if I was in L.A. If I was in L.A. Something, something. California dreaming. 
on such a winter's day. Don't forget your raincoat, cause the sky's real gray. <laughs> raincoat dreaming on such a winter's day. Living in the city where home's no fitter, she's making it big, making it big. Give it all she's got, she's heading to the top, she's making it big, making it big. Hollywood, she's making it big, making it big. Hollywood, she's making it big. Wait, I have great news about some super exciting films that are coming your way. 